You're listening to Coaching After Dark, the morning show for night shifters. rejuvenate that yoni at pink orchid steam spa where queens get steam located at 25 north market street in jacksonville florida give them a call 904-323-2155 schedule your appointment and get your steam on now all right we have miss lynette on the line with us from spring tree financial hey lynette Hey, 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 ladies. Hi. Welcome to the show. So you already know Isha. Um, she interviewed you during our live broadcast a few weeks ago. I did, and I'm a lot, I'm sober today. Good to see you. Well, speak to you again. <laughs> And we also have Ms. Reese on the line, who is one of our co-hosts. Now, CA, um, is he's off today. He, he's off doing grown folks things, so we're going to let him do his thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you now in a, in a formal, quote-unquote, formal setting, wink, wink, because this is, you know, coaching after dark, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not sure how formal that would be, but <laughs> uh, before I jump into it with some questions, oh, I think I just messed that up. Um, tell us a little bit about exactly what Spring Tree is. Well, Spring Tree Financial Group is an insurance brokerage firm mm-hmm. where I um I basically represent multiple insurance companies. So that means I basically work for you instead of the insurance company. So I'll find what's best that works for your needs and your family. Oh, okay. Well, I had that all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always thought that because I've seen the people, um, or at least I hear, you know, especially the older generation, they're like, yeah, my rep sold me this plan. They said it was better than Medicare or Medicare wasn't enough. And I always thought that those reps worked for the insurance companies and not actually for the client themselves. So that's interesting. There are some agents and that's what they do. They represent the insurance company. Those people are typically employees of the insurance company. So they can only offer what the carrier um, offers oh. and I'm in I'm independent so I can offer whoever I want to gotcha <clears throat> so before we really jump into it I do have to add our disclaimer that although we will talk about some financial things Lynette is not a financial advisor and everything being stated would be an opinion <laughs> we are not held liable if she tells you to invest in McDonald's and Burger King skyrockets and McDonald's goes down. So 
this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody tried to sue us over our opinion. Right, right. <laughs> and you, know, you will know, you will know it's my opinion when I tell you, do not go listening to Earl and them. Okay. That's what I that's, that's what I call people who give you advice and it's crazy advice and don't don't go listening to Earl and them. Please. Okay, so so Earl and them is our safe word, Reese. That's a way we can affiliate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I want to drink out the bottle too, Reese. <laughs> Reese sending messages. I just want to drink out the bottle. Do it. If <laughs> it bottoms up, right? <laughs> we do not judge. No, 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 we do not. Yes, Miss Linnell, okay. we're getting down to business, but we had weekends around here, and I just need to just woo. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the most common myth that you heard about insurance in the black community? Let's start with that. Oh, it's some crazy ones. Um uh insurance is for it's for white people. I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard um, we charge more money because you're black. I've heard, which is crazy. I've heard that, um, and blacks don't understand insurance, so don't offer them certain certain um, par- uh, products when it comes to life insurance. Um, and I've I've heard some say don't go into black communities because they don't understand the value of insurance so sell them something cheap if they ask you something oh wow wow that's interesting yeah 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 oh and my favorite insurance is a scam (laughs) i've heard that (laughs) yeah yeah we do hear that yeah. So I'm I'm curious in that I never even thought about what the insurance industry thought about black the black community as customers. So that's some insight. Um Isha Reese, any of you guys want to ask something before I go down that rabbit hole? I do because I've been talking to my son about oh wait, I don't see Miss Lynette. Oh, is she gone? Oh yep, she dropped off. Oh no. Here she is. Back. Okay, she's back. <laughs> Oh, I did what happened. Okay. <laughs> she lost you for a minute, but Reese had a question. I okay. do that because Coach Kim said she's gonna go down this uh the road of why we as blacks get treated so unfairly in the world of insurance. But my son is 26 years old and he's going to be graduating law school. So as he starts to consider his career and what he does, I often try to impart financial advice that we were unable, I and my husband, we were unable to listen to because we didn't just didn't have the money then. So mm-hmm. I'm making it paramount for him to understand that you should max at your 401k, um, even until you get invest, to get fully vested because you've never made this kind of money before. So guess what? You won't miss it if you start doing it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, He's laid out the plan that's online that people see, like how to save a million dollars by the time you retire. So we've done that together. And I've shown him that, you know, for me to start this is like five times as much as you have to save. So he should start going down that road also. But just last week, we were talking about a whole life insurance policy because um, 
he's so young and he's healthy. So would that be um, cheaper for him also to start like right now instead of waiting until he's married and has children and things like that? Okay, it's it's it, it's always going to be less expensive when you purchase an insurance policy when you're young. That that doesn't matter whether it's life or health because it would be a little bit more than it would be considered for a female. Okay. Um, and that's just because, like on the health insurance side, you almost have to beg, borrow, and steal to drag them to the doctor. So mm. they cost a little. Bit on the health side and on the life side, they're cheaper because men typically die before a woman. Oh, wow. So, right. So for now to get into the whole life portion of it, that is a good idea to do the whole life policies because some whole life policies have um, investments built inside of them. Okay. So it's a safer investment, for example, an in, uh, IUL, which is an index universal life policy. It It's safer because basically you put the money in and when the stock market is doing well, you gain your dividend. If the stock market does poorly, you just level out. You don't lose any money. Mm, okay. Okay. So with, say, um, an uh, IUL, basically, you would think long-term savings for that. So basically, you build up a cash, what we call a cash value, in addition to your life, your, your death benefit. So what people think when they think of a life insurance policy, you die and you get money. No, it's a life insurance policy, meaning our living benefits as well as a death benefit. Shut so your mouth. Hold on. Hey, exactly. wait. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what you what? say? <laughs> I mean, like, what you say? Rewind that. <laughs> so, yeah, because I, 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 I never knew yeah. that. I always thought, like, yeah. yeah, and that's how most people are. Go ahead. Because with the living benefits, that's the cash value that you're building up into it. So you can use it for an emergency fund. You can use it for college. You can use it for a down payment of a home. You can buy a car. You can do whatever you want to. And that money is tax-free. We call it be your own bank. So basically, you pay your premiums so much. And what's invested goes, the dividends goes back into the cash value. If you never touch that money, it just continues to compound interest. And it just keeps growing, 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 growing. If you withdraw the money out, pay yourself back. You're not going to go into a bank and ask for a loan and not pay them back. So why would you do that to yourself? Mm. You pay your money back so that it keeps continuing to grow. Does that make sense? Yes. So long that's IUL is like the long term. Well, then there's some whole life policies where it builds cash value and you can take money out of it a lot faster than you can an IUL. That's why it's very important to kind of explain what it is you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And that person understands that, that policy so that they write the best policy for you. Because some IULs, they can be built to cater to you. So you don't want the agent to build the wrong policy. And then you use it for something completely different. 
So if he started at 26 and he kept putting money in, he could very well build a million dollars within that in addition to his 401k. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, it's too late now, but thinking about what you're saying, let's say that my son has a kid, so now I have a grandkid, and I start a life insurance policy on that baby from the day it's born. When that baby turns 18 and goes to college, I can use the living cash-out benefit to pay for that baby's college? You can, and we call it Million Dollar Baby. So, right. (laughs) You buy the policy when the baby is born, and it's better to buy the policy when the baby is a child before the, before life's bad choices, weight gain, and all of this other things that can tack on prices to the policy. Mm-hmm. So basically, you would buy the policy for the baby, put the money in there. I actually wouldn't recommend um, paying for the college tuition um, from the policy when they go right into college. Okay. I actually suggest you let the child take out the student loans mm-hmm. and tell them if you finish school, I will pay off your tuition. If you don't mm-hmm. finish school, you're gonna have to pay for it. The oh. reason the reason behind that is if you take out the college tuition right at 18, you're mm-hmm. gonna miss a whole bunch of compound interest. That you would be gaining while they're in school. And with those student loans, they're not earning any interest to begin with. So let them finish school and then go ahead and pull the money out while they're gaining more compound interest for that four years or eight years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then use that money to pay it off the, uh, before the interest hits right after they graduate. Wow. Y'all, is she a genius? How or- did I not know this? Right. <laughs> It's strategy. It is. It is all. You can even use it to supplement your retirement fund. That's what I really want my kids to be able to have something so that if we get to that point where this existing social security plan, as we know it, is no longer, I don't want them to not have a life after work. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. More. Now, I- a question so Annette hi hi (laughs) so what do you say to the people who are you know who have hit maybe over 30 and they have they have nothing they started nothing over 50 over 50 Mm -hmm. who, who don't have anything is is it still possible for them to um you know, build a policy or be comfortable. Yeah. Be comfortable. You can, you can build, um, even at that age, you can apply. It's going to be a little bit more trickier because it's going to cost more because you're older. And these policies are what they call medically underwritten. So now we got to look at, we have to look at, uh, your lifestyle as far as, are you are you uh, your height and your weight and how I like to call it to as not to offend anyone is are you too short for your weight mm. <laughs> oh. okay I like if I was five inches taller I'd be a supermodel you know 
Because <laughs> you know that is like my weight don't catch up to my height, but we can talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> then there's we got to look at what medications are you taking mm-hmm. and what um, medical conditions that you may have been diagnosed with not everything is a automatic um, denial you could have some medical conditions and they charge you a little bit more money Oh. So it's a little trickier on that, but if all is well with the medical, you're not on any medications, um, then it's just a matter of affordability. Because um, some of those policies you can actually dump extra money into, but you got to be careful with that and then refer to a CPA um, on that aspect of it. But you could still do it, you just won't have as much money. Right. Depending so on how much money. How best for them to get the policy that covers them at death i'm sorry say that again is it is it more reasonable to get a policy that is covering their death at that point i mean if you waited this long and you don't have the health requirements you're you're just probably looking at getting a death benefit something that's going to secure your funeral expenses and leave something to your family right because there's pretty much something for everyone if if you can't qualify for one of the policies um, that can build a cash value, you, absolutely, there's other policies that you can get that will at least pay for um, your death. Because you, you, you're going to need that anyway, because average funeral, funeral is like eight dollars $9,000. And we're not even talking headstone plot right. um, services or any of that. By the time you add that into the mix, then you're looking closer to anywhere between fifteen to twenty thousand. Just as much as oh. you're it's gonna cost you as much as you die to get married. The, uh, they get you when you come in. They get you when you <laughs> see. Need my philosophy when it goes to getting married, girl. Look, city hall and call it a day. That's, <laughs> um, that's <laughs> Make the seven years and then go spend the money. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather keep my money. <laughs> oh, what? I'm gonna I'm go up to the Dollar Tree and find a broom, and I'm gonna bite no. it over, and I'm gonna we just gonna jump across the broom and have a big old party. Yeah, I'm gonna bring your broom. At least I'm gonna go to Michael's and I'll decorate. <laughs> Thank you, Reese. Make it classy. I'm gonna put a bow on it or something. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, and I'm going to throw a party like it's a, a family reunion and we're going to call that a day. I know that's right. I need money for a DJ at least. Well, I'm yeah, like that that mind-blown emoji because I just feel like why why wasn't I taught this stuff earlier? You know, Kimmy, I, I completely, I, I'm sorry, Miss Nett, you go because you're the expert, but I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you're only taught what people around you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to venture outside of the people who know so we can learn, you know. Yeah. That's what I, I only know this because I worked in the industry since I was 19. And I've heard the, I've heard the good advice. I've heard the bad advice. 
I've listened to the gurus, you know, so to speak, who tell you to get a term policy and invest the rest. And I didn't know any better. And I did that. We're not going to name names, but I know you know who I'm talking about. It's two of them who always say, buy a term policy and invest the rest. Mm -hmm. And I did that. And I ended up, um, after losing my job, our whole department was let go. And that man transferred over my money. He took $5,000 off the top mm. of my money. And all I did was sign papers. He took $5,000 off the top of my money. And then he put my stuff, he put my investments in something. When the recession tanked, all my money was gone. Mm. He didn't call me. He didn't warn me. He didn't try to move any of my money. So I literally had to sit here and start all over again. And so I, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? That is horrible advice to give everyone. That's poor advice. Mm -hmm. If I am, by the time you get older, when those term policies end, you're going to have to renew it at a higher price mm -hmm. and you may have to requalify for it. And you just think about 20 years of premium that you just paid mm -hmm. and there's Cash value, there's nothing that I could have put that money in a whole life policy and I would have had at least money in that life policy. Mm -hmm. So while we're talking about this, for those of us that are not um, insurance or don't speak insurance, can you give us a brief rundown of the difference between a whole life and a term policy? So what what is a term life? What is a whole life? Because we hear these phrases and these terms being thrown around but a lot of us don't really know what it means. Thank you for catching that because I didn't even pay attention to the, to the jargon I was throwing at you. Um, a whole life policy is what is called a permanent insurance policy. It means permanent. It is your you put You put those in year after year a whole life policy until, it, until that policy is actually paid up, meaning you no longer premiums for it and you literally just own the policy outright okay a term policy is a temporary policy so you can buy those in 10 20 30 year increments and um, I believe there's a few carriers that may give you like five years and there's supposed there's rumor that one policy is going to extend it to 40 but that's just a rumor okay. but it's a temporary policy they're cheap they're easy to qualify for and there's no cash buildup in it. So there's no retirement, no tuition, no tax-free money. You just pay the policy and it'll just it'll pay out if you die. Now you can add living benefits to some term policies, meaning if you get diagnosed with a certain critical illness, mm -hmm. and there, there's specific critical illnesses, you get diagnosed while you have the policy then you can cash in and get a um, uh, uh, advancement of that death benefit. So for instance, let's say I end up with cancer. I get diagnosed. I can submit that to that term living benefits and give me $500,000 if that's what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So term means temporary. And whole life means I own the whole thing. You own the whole thing. So if that term ends at 20 years, you got to renew it and start all over again at a higher price. 
So if I outlive my term life policy, then I still got to pay for my own funeral. Well, my, yep. my children do. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. You know, that's what happens. Ooh. I have heard Miss Lynette, I had a coworker a few years ago and he's an older gentleman. And so this ties into Kim, why I don't blame like our parents for not telling us because mm -hmm. their way of telling us, like my mom always thought you should be a doctor, lawyer, teacher, social worker. You should work for the state. You should work for the hospital. You should work for the federal government. Like these are her ways of teaching us right. some security, not knowing these other things, maybe not knowing these other things were an option. Right. But this older gentleman grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in Philadelphia. And by now he might be 80. So that will kind of show where he is. And you know, we ain't but so many generations past slavery. So right. when he got out into the world of computers and tech at that time, and they were teaching him, well, people were telling him to get life insurance, he got a term policy. And when I met him, he told me, he said, don't ever do that. He said, because I paid for years. I have a wife, two sons that we put through college. And basically he couldn't afford to get a new term policy because he at that time was in the sixties or seventies almost. And He's like, I paid for something my entire life that's worthless to me. Mm. It's completely worthless. But he said back then, he never thought he would live 25, 40 years, you know? So it was it was a sad story. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hear that all the time. And it, it is truly sad. But, you know, I think it's very dangerous to for, for, for us to give advice to another of telling them what they should and shouldn't buy. And that's mm -hmm. what I mean by stop listening to Earl and them. Because right. you don't know that person's true circumstances. They're telling you their version of it. Mm -hmm. And I've been in insurance long enough to know, I hear you, but I need to see the paperwork. Yeah. Because people want to base insurance off of logic. And insurance is not logic. Insurance is statistics. It's medical journals. It's mm -hmm. morbidity. It's mortality. Mm -hmm. So it's not, yeah, right. it's not logic. So I can't. I have I have to see what did he qualify for at that time mm -hmm. because it could have very well been that yeah maybe he just couldn't qualify for the whole life depending on his health and so maybe all he could afford was the term well I mean in that case um, you 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 just kind of have to get whatever you can you can apply for because there are some policies once you have made if 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 it's the things that we did to ourselves that we can't um, qualify for these policies. Then there, you qualify for the lesser policies. So you can't blame the policies. We have to take, kind of take accountability for our portion of it. Yeah. Oh, Miss Lynette, he did that when he was in his twenties, though, and it was, I think, that situation you told us about what they think about us in our neighborhoods. I think that he was legitimately advised, right? And it could have been he was so brokenhearted at you know. I was. It was there. It was sad. It, it is sad. It is sad. And and that could have very well been the case. And that's why I see sometimes, you know, it's best to see that I see all of it because that that was the case for my mom. Mm -hmm. The same thing kind of happened to the gentleman. She was sold the cheaper policy. But but I but now being at doing the agency myself, I know that my mom would not have qualified for the better policies and she ended up with the cheapest. So a lot of times after you're after you have the policy and you've paid for it, it's very easy to say, you know, this I've wasted all my money for this. When the truth is that's all you could really afford. And that's better than anything if you can't afford to pay for the funeral. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Right. 
but but I am so part of um, one of the second largest black owned um, insurance agencies in the country. And that's one of our missions is to replace these policies for the bad agents who go out into our communities and sell us crappy policies when we could qualify for better and have the type of policies what we've been talking about earlier. So that that is part of our mission is to go in and replace those policies. Love it. Okay, night night shifters, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with another segment from Miss Lynette. And this time we're going to switch gears and talk about health insurance. Stay tuned, night shifters. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, night shifters. We are back. And as you know, we are talking with Miss Lynette, who is a representative of Spring Tree Financial and learning so much. Um, Reese, Isha, before we get Miss Lynette back on the line, are you sitting here with your mind blown like I am? Yes, because I had three billion dollar babies that I could have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real upset that they is worthless. <laughs> you damn have... raggedy tax deductions. <laughs> you know that's true. I mean, when you say tax deduction, I mean they're quick to tell us about the tax deduction or, or refund, and you can get your little money back. You know, every year, and they harp on that, but no one tells you that instead of the little five thousand dollars you get every year, you could get a million. These right. millions could have been worth something. Exactly. <laughs> my, I call them my broke little friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I teach these gentlemen right now. Like I didn't know in my twenties, or somebody was telling me, and I was like, I can't afford that. I could barely afford to pay my tithes. And da 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 da. You need to be thinking about how to settle yourself in thirty years, brother. Yes. Well, I can tell you for for me personally, um, thinking about it because I I've said that. I mean, there's no way I can afford to pay life insurance and all this because I got these other bills going on. And I, it's also because I was taught that in order for my kids to get a good education, I had to live in a certain neighborhood, which, of course, jacked up all of my. So my living expenses far yep. away what they should have, because I think it's supposed to be like, what, like 15, 20 percent of your income. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, how much your, your rent or mortgage is supposed to be. But I was always at like 85 percent of my income was going toward mm-hmm. paying the rent to keep my kids in a top notch school district. Um, right. Cause I couldn't quite afford private school, but at the same time, I wasn't, you know, I was wanted them to have the best education possible, mm-hmm. but that ate into the money that I could have been using for life insurance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We feel it, especially, yeah, we feel it, especially as moms. It's like, do I do this or do I do that? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Like 401k or uh, no, I got groceries. <laughs> exactly. Like truly, truly like if I could have cut my living expenses in half definitely could have had everything maxed out the 401 the life insurance and sitting looking real pretty right now not quite sure how bright my kids would have been but right exactly. <laughs> no, all right they the manage no <laughs> so I truly kids are resilient I truly believe that now that you know I don't think that it was absolutely it should not have been a priority for me to be in these neighborhoods to get them into certain schools because no matter what school they went to, they would have gotten an education, period. Right. And I think I think it also is we didn't have a Lynette. True. Because 
even with what we were paying out, I think it's lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. If we would have been better educated, I think we could have done more than what we probably did, if that makes sense. Yeah, made smarter decisions. Yeah. When you don't know, you feel like those things are either non-existent or unattainable. Yes. You know, CA really should have been on this call because he's got what five little ones at home. That little, he- yeah. Oh, all that money running around there. <laughs> <laughs> he just said all that money running around here. Y'all rich and don't even know it. Don't even know it. <laughs> and, uh, I- I'm trying to take some. I'll be like, and some of it is you stick your I stick my head in the sand. I really looked at my own work benefits this year very closely for the first time mm-hmm. because I never had to. My husband pays medical, right? So that's what you think is medical. They automatically give you what 1.5 times your salary. But I started looking at all the things I could get for a dollar fifty here, two dollars there. And I was like, oh wait, let me wise up a little bit and you know, start to do some different things. But it's just that you just never even really know what you're missing. Yeah. And you know I, what? Okay. Believe it or not, most people, why they, they don't want to talk to me is, oh, I have it through my job. Well, mm-hmm. what have you lose your job? Can you afford Cobra? Mm. Right. No, that stuff was hot. No, you cannot. Yeah. So it's always good to own your own and not not let not let it be where somebody else is in control of your destiny. Because that's basically what you're doing when you just leave it to the employer. Now, I'm not saying don't get group insurance. Mm-hmm. It has benefits. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying don't just leave it there. You should always have your own in the back of, you know, in the back of your mind so that you know that you have secured family. That's perfect segue. So that my husband makes this joke. You ladies remember the movie from back, I think the 80s weekend at Bernie's? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when my older son hit about 18 or 20 or something. He said, look here, if something happens to me, I need you to dress me up in this uniform <laughs> and take me to work and just push me out the car. <laughs> I need to be found at work. <laughs> exactly. He clocked in. Dad, but he clocked in. <laughs> he said, put me in one of those chairs at the ticket counter and just put me on the stool with some sunglasses. <laughs> that is too funny. <laughs> this is the best lesson you got for him. He said, right now, babe, that's all I got. I was like, okay. Oh, that is hilarious. But you know what? But like when you start like having grandbabies and so forth, look, there's one we can we can do where a grandparent can write for the baby. And when I tell you it's cheap, like you can write five kids and spend like $40 a month. Yeah, off of five kids. And it's only, and you can choose up to $25,000 and they can have that policy for the rest of their lives. So that way, if they grow up, make bad choices, don't qualify for a policy, they will always have that because grandma secured it when they were a baby. Yeah. Let me go ahead and get my grandkids some policies (laughs) because my daughter has three and she's pregnant with the fourth right now oh wow yeah so yeah i'm gonna have to do something to help her out yeah college tuition start rolling around (laughs) oh yeah yeah i wanted to talk about health so i don't even know where to start with this luckily for for me then this is actually how i met miss lynette I worked in the insurance field industry as well since I was 24. Yeah, 
23, 24. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met Lynette when we both worked for the same insurance company. And we both stayed pretty much in the healthcare admin insurance area our whole lives. So mm-hmm. I understand the medical and health insurance. That's my juge. <laughs> <laughs> but what I don't understand <laughs> is this Obamacare. And I even hate to call it Obamacare because I know that's supposed to be a term that's geared towards something negative <laughs> because President Obama put it into place. But right. Obamacare, can you give us a little background on what that is and how it affects you and your business, if at all? Um, I actually, I appreciate it's the Affordable Care Act mm-hmm. is what it's actually called. Um, and I appreciate it because before this, this act was put into place, I used to have to say no to people. They, I don't care if you could afford the health insurance, they were too much of a risk and we would not issue a policy for them. I've had to deny babies because they were born with deformities. Oh, wow. So because of this act, it allowed where insurance companies had to accept you regardless of any pre-existing conditions. And it gets a lot of backlash because of, of, you know, it's very difficult to put a policy in place and make it affordable for you and still give you adequate insurance. Mm. And when it initially came out, I think they did a really good job of, putting it out there and then addressing the problems as they arose because it was new mm-hmm. you know it was it cost too much and they did what they could to bring it down now only thing I didn't like is when um, President Trump he made changes when he got into office they took away all the PPOs and we were left with nothing but HMOs and HMOs are managed care mm-hmm. um, so we're left with those now so you still get the comprehensive care, but now you, you you have to go to a specialist if you need one. You need a referral for that. You know, under a PPO, you don't need a referral. You can just go to where you need to be. So they've made some adjustments. There are some of the policies that have like um, higher deductibles and so forth, but there's ways around that. You know, um, it's all about perspective and teaching you strategy on how to be able to afford those out-of-pocket expenses. You know, if people are just willing to just listen to the different perspective on it. Because it's better than having nothing. (laughs) So it's better to learn how to pay for those out-of-pocket expenses than to complain and not do anything at all. And that's been one of my problems. I'm sorry not to interrupt, but like for me now, since I've left corporate America, uh, I've looked into the Affordable Act plans. and, And that was always my issue was like the deductibles are just ridiculously high at the rate that I can afford. Um, and then the the plants that had deductibles that I would normally accept, you know, I don't want to pay more than twelve fifteen hundred deductible, but those premiums were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They um, were. But, I'm and, sorry. Uh, and then I keep hearing something about um, you have to pay the government back if you use Affordable Health Care Act. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying what Earl and them said. I don't know for sure. so i needed a little more clarity on that because like you said like right now i do have group insurance through my job but it's a small business and if we fall under 
I think it's 10. If you fall under 10 employees purchasing the insurance, then you lose your group rate. Well, as of this year, a lot of our employees are switching over to the Affordable Care Act, which would drop our census with the insurance company. So I'm not sure if we'll be able to renew next year. So now I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do for my family regarding health care. Okay. Well, well, what happens is um, there's there's an eligibility that you can qualify for um, based on your salary. So, and if I'm not mistaken, they upped it to seventy five thousand. We're not talking like forty forty thousand, like most of you qualify for. This is pretty high. So, based and but it, the number based off how many people are in your household, okay? Mm-hmm. And you can qualify for this money, and this money basically pays towards the premium so that it makes it more affordable for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm answering your question. I had to start from there. Right. Okay. So what happens is say we're dealing with a person who does not know what their annual premium, what their, I'm sorry, what their annual income will be next year. Mm-hmm. Because when you qualify, you have to give them an idea of what your income is going to be next year. Okay. Okay. So if you don't know, base it on here. Okay. What happens is people over. Mm-hmm. And when they, they overestimate to qualify for more money to come off of their premium and then come at the end of the year, they didn't make, they made more than what they claimed or they made, well, they would have to make for the government to so pay back part of that money versus, Got it. versus if you um, put what you did last year and just kind of estimate and then the first quarter of the year, just kind of check and see how much money have I made? Am I on track? Because if you see during the year that you're not going to make what you told the government to begin with, then mm-hmm. that's when you need to pick up the phone and call IRS and say, hey, can we adjust this? And then they can adjust it mid-year so you don't have to pay all that money back at the end of the year. But if you're on cue with what you said, you don't have to pay that money back. So basically, if let's say I'm a little claims adjuster and I make $35,000 a year. And so I'm talking to Miss Lynette, my insurance broker. This is what I'm going to make. And then you get all these wonderful benefits to help you cover your premium. And then mid-year, you get raised to supervisor. So now you're making 55 a year. And now you might have to pay it back if you don't call the IRS to make the adjustments. Correct. Got it. But the numbers are actually going to be much higher than that because they're going they're going off of the poverty level chart. But again, you know what they're basing off of people's income, mm-hmm. like a, a one person, like single person like me, it's like seventy five thousand for one person, no kids, whatever. But so most people qualify for that extra help and they don't even realize it. Oh, okay. So they're actually paying the higher premium and don't even realize it when they can get the help. They they, they can get the help towards the premium to bring that down. That is good to know. Mm -hmm. I can show you a trick too about the small group, uh, how to just how to uh, work that too. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I got that offline. Yes. Okay, so health insurance. Mm-hmm. Are you finding that harder to sell 
than life? Like it, within our community, the black community, are you finding that um, we are understanding the importance of health insurance? Believe it or not, people will buy health insurance before they will life insurance. Okay. Because they know they're going to get sick or need an emergency room. So they don't mind paying for health insurance. They don't want to buy life because they don't want to think about dying. Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. You can see, like, the more, it's more tangible for health insurance. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, but people just, I just need people to understand that regardless of whether you do health or life insurance, you know, it's protecting your income. Those are the two things that can cause you to go bankrupt. Specifically, and more specifically, health too. Especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck and then you have one hospital bill that'll wipe you out. Yep. Mm-mm. Now, look, I'm going to flip it over to Reese because she just talked about this and going through her benefits and things. Well, first, do you have any questions regarding the benefits of packages that are being offered? Oh, no, because I'm going to say they do a pretty good job. Like we have like a hotline you could call. And different things but they lay it out it's really clear like there were things that i didn't know because like miss lynette said people say oh, i have a job that's where my insurance is i didn't know that on said job i could cover my spouse like get a small policy on him i never knew that yeah so, but I let me tell you something for five dollars the maximum on him <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know believe it or not with the the way it's set up is the employer, see the employer by law, by federal law, they have to make it affordable to the employee. Okay. okay. But they don't have to make it affordable to any dependents. Mm-hmm. Right. So you usually pay full price for the dependents, which usually is what eats up our paychecks. It's yep. a lot, it's a lot smarter to take those kids, especially if they're, you know, fairly healthy or whatever. And let's put them on a on on an Affordable Care Act policy, oh. unless because it's a lot less expensive and based on your salary, it could possibly even be zero cost because I can't say the word free. Mm-hmm. It could be a zero cost premium, and mm-hmm. then you just you just take that difference of money you would have spent and save that and use that towards paying any out of pocket like deductible co-pays or whatever. Oh, this is the first time I'm gonna tell you. I hope my husband is not listening because he told me that, and I was like, "I put my kids on that insurance. You better go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "We gonna put this last kid on this insurance, and did that bring us down to this?" And I was like, mm, mm. "No, you better listen to that man, girl." He, I'm sorry, he, he gave you some wise word. He gave you some wise words. <laughs> Next year, we'll dump that kid and put him on that other insurance. <laughs> that part, yeah. What about you, Isha? Any questions regarding it's all? No, I'm just taking it all in, getting this good knowledge. Okay. Do you have benefits that are offered at your job? Oh, yeah. Uh, So I do 401k. um, Not as much. I don't do the max. Mm -hmm. Um, I should be, but I don't. Um, Healthcare benefits, I I do use. And then for my kids, I definitely use... um, Kick, what is it called? Florida Kids Care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because like um, Lynette was saying, for me to add them to my job job insurance, well, that would have been my whole paycheck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that, isn't that something that I found difficult too. Maybe you can help us. So 401k max, that was hard for me. And I think I'm like two percentage points from getting there. Do you have any advice to do it and still feel cozy? Because what I did was I just take my what they call your merit increase, but it's really your cost of living. So right. when I did that, I put that into it because guess what? I didn't have that money already. So I'm steadily making a climb to get to pay what they match is what my goal is. You know, we actually can afford anything we really want to if you get rid of some luxuries that you really don't need. Okay. Think about how we pay $200 a month to satellite and cable. That's your maximum right there. That is true. Yeah, that's true. Eat your the the unnecessary unnecessary visits because we want some hot French fries. You better take your butt to all these and get you a, a two dollar pack of fries and fry them yourself. <laughs> oh, you are so right. All those little all those little things that that they're luxuries, and we think that they're needs, and they're not. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I love ice cream. I do. I love ice cream. But this $8.99 for it, oh no, it'll stay right there in the freezer. This weekend I made my own ice cream. What? And it was delicious. I said, you mean to tell me I could have been doing this myself this whole time and saved myself $8.99 a gallon? Right? <laughs> Isha, we're going to go offline. We're going to make a girlfriend pack. We're going to find our maximum. Yeah. 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 Like you, you have it. You you definitely have it. You just got to look at the things that you're paying for that you claim you need, but it's really a want. And see, sometimes we got to learn to be um, uncomfortable okay. for a little bit to get to the goals we need to get to. Because yeah. our biggest problem is, and my mom used to tell me this all the time, and you know, we don't want to listen to mama, but mama was right. Right. We have to be uncomfortable for a little while until we get the savings that we need. Because our problem is we get more money and we want to run out and buy the things that we feel as though we've been deprived from having that Mercedes, that BMW, that Louie, and that, you know, and we really don't need it. Instead, you get that extra, you save it. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. That is so true. I think about my nail appointments and all of that stuff. Oh. And Ms. you can, I can go to the Dollar Tree, get you some nail polish, and do your own nails. <laughs> I, now, mm -hmm. I gotta see Bravo. I have to see Housewives. I, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, let me take the, let, let, I'll chime in on this one. Okay. I, I did, and, and Lynette was telling me to get rid of cable for years, but I'm like, I can't do it. I finally did it because I was a bill and it was close to $300 and I'm like, I can't do this no more. I got rid of it. It's been about six months now. Best I did. Best decision I ever made because between Netflix, Hulu, the jailbroke fire stick, Roku, yeah. Amazon Prime, you know, Amazon Prime automatically comes with Prime Video. Like, with, between all of that, I'm not missing anything. And to yep. answer the question, um, Isha, there's a, a streaming platform. Even Hulu has one where you, you still watch live TV with all those shows. So I'm but you ain't got no DVR. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. 
because that was my that was my argument too. I need my <laughs> but I have um it's a streaming service called Philo that gives me the DVR. I get to save all my shows and go back and watch them whenever I want. Like the resident the resident is like my favorite show right now with Malcolm Jamal Warner. I gotta watch that. Yeah. So I still have my DVR. I still get to watch all my shows. Like I, it's, and my bill now is only a hundred dollars a month, and that's just because that's my internet and my security system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't know about Philo, but uh, to, but to tell you, I I do use uh, Peacock, mm-hmm. and I watch all my Housewives. I eat. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. watch all my Housewives on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Peacock did come out. Peacock did and, come out. Yes. and and you just missed the Black Friday special. It was ninety nine cents for twelve months, but um, it's four ninety nine a month. I get. I have cable. I have all the streaming services. Like I need help, Jesus. Isha, we a mess. We need you more than We a mess. I was there. Like I said, I just got rid of it months ago because I just refused to pay another three hundred dollar cable bill. Like I'm. Not- <laughs> Miss Lynette just inspired me. So, yeah. uh, Miss Lynette, I'm in Philly, and everybody else, y'all are down in Jack. So, I don't know if y'all have Honey Grow. No. Mm-hmm. So, oh. Honey Grow is a chain, and you know, sometimes we want to do our healthy thing at a fast food chain. So, they have a honey bar, like with yogurt and different things. They have stir fry or salad. Those are the only two options they offer. But you could go to Honey Grow, just me and Alex, and spend $35, $40. Oh, yeah. Two oh, people just for a stir fry, you get up to $15, $20 adding all these vegetables. So I am literally night shifters doing my own stir fry in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Because I was like, when I get done, I'm going to honey brown. Not tonight, oh. not, not with Miss Lynette. No, you make right. your own. Girl, I even make my own pizza now. I'm in here cutting up broccoli and onions and pepper. I'm like, oh, so racy. Yes. Love it. That's what well, you got to do. Yeah, Lynette, we have truly enjoyed having you on. Ladies, do you have any more questions before we let Miss Lynette get on with the rest of her life? Thank you so much, Miss <laughs> Lynette. We really, I needed this reality check. Like, I've been trying a little bit, but you are absolutely right. I can afford what I want to afford. And mm-hmm. my son's Chris, his um, graduation present, son, if you are listening, it's going to be a life insurance policy. I'll pay the first quarter by then. You should be working. I yes. know that's no, that's right. And I'm licensed in Pennsylvania, girl. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm going to call you. We doing this. <laughs> I'm licensed in 10 states. <laughs> oh, Pennsylvania and New York, too? Oh, no. Mm-mm. New York, you got to jump through too many hoops for New York. I, I need the headspace for that. So he's in New York, but he's licensed. Everything is still here. So we good to go? Oh, if his license, if his license and residential address is uh, Pennsylvania, then yeah, we're good to go. Oh, well, I'm gonna call you. Uh, let's do right after Christmas. I'm gonna get him set up with some stuff before he graduates in May. Cool. And speaking of, before you go, Lynette, please tell everyone listening how to get in touch with you. Uh, I have a 800 number. It is 888-299-9960. And they can go to my website, springtreefinancialgroup.com. Wonderful night shifters. Everybody give Lynette a big round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I've learned so much. And um, 
As soon as you get that ad spot ready, let us know. We'll be glad to drop it so everyone will know. Spring Tree Financial license in 10 states. Yes. Yes. Will do. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, see, you missed it. Mm -hmm. He sure did. Yeah, that was money for all them little crumb snatches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. And, you know, it's funny because when you say, yeah, we're going to be talking about insurance, people automatically just zone out like, oh, okay, insurance. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking about finances. Yeah, right, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. I really feel like everyone needs to hear this. We needed to hear this like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Right. We needed to hear this. This this should be a part of education. Absolutely. You know, they they don't even teach our kids how to balance a checkbook no more. At least I did that in home ec or something. They don't teach these kids anything. Home ec? What is that? Yeah, that's that anymore. They don't teach these kids nothing. They will never know what it is to make flour biscuits. And <laughs> I learned how to make a drawstring um tote bag. Okay. I still got that sucker in my trunk. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. All right. So it's always time for relaxation and vacation. Please contact Enjoy Life and Travel for all of your travel needs. That family trip, girls trip, guys trip, or when you just want that getaway on a solo moment. Follow me on Instagram at ELT Travel Company or my website, shaneenjackson.intellatravel.com. Can't wait to plan your next vacation. And now it's time for Who Sang It Better? Wait a minute. I feel like we should do it. Because I, I really want to know what y'all got to say now. Oh, I mean, well, I vote for the original. <laughs> uh, 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 Isha, you go next. Because you'll be high. Coach Kim said she already on the original. Yeah. So, this was really hard for me. Because, really? Yes. Because like Coach Kim said, I don't necessarily think Beyonce is the best singer in the world. I think she's an amazing entertainer. I think she is fun. And I think she is girl power. That's why I love her. Okay. But, um, and I agree with that. Yeah. On this particular song, her vocals were really good. Like this one was uh, the best I've heard her, um, in a very long time. So, and I had never heard the song before. So (laughs) by Beyonce, by Beyonce, I'd never heard it before. And so I, it was hard for me, but I have to go with the original. Hmm. And as much as I love Beyonce, and it was hard, but the original still hit harder. Okay. Yeah, she was still, that's just a classic. I, I, I get it. I think that I am with the original because when it was made, um, and it was probably the 70s, like Isha says, I don't even know. I'm probably like, well, I was born in 70. It's probably like 1975 or something like that. I think that it was iconic. And it was a time in music where there was no front runner. There was no Beyonce and Destiny's Child. It was Rose Royce. So the lady singing this song, she was part of Rose Royce. And they were better 
together. She didn't get a contract because she was out front by herself, but she made that band better. And I think when they did that soundtrack from what Car Wash, it was one of the first opportunities we had to really be seen in the more mainstream type of light. And that's when I feel like we were, as a people, were more united. And I think that the talent had to be a hundred times better to get recognized in, in this YouTube culture that we live in. So I'm going to go with those ladies that made Rolls Royce a hit, even though we can't call their names for nothing. Got to Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. It, it, that was a very iconic song. I had to go with. I I agree. On my head now. <laughs> Beautiful. I, but I would listen to both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, nice shifters. <laughs> Did we have a time tonight? I tell you what, I've learned so much with Miss Lynette of Springtree Financials. And I always enjoy hanging out with my girls, Auntie Isha and Reese. CA, we missed you this week, but that's okay. I think we held it down pretty well. Night shifters, have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you for listening as always. And don't forget to check us out on MPN Management Radio uh, once we get the dates and times for our designated segment i'll be sure to pass the word on so you can support us not only in the podcast but also in radio until next time night shifters be safe have a great week and we'll chat with you soon Take your sugar sweet time, no rush I will be right here waiting on you darling Same old spot in the same old garments Whoa, yeah Pull up on me in a blacked out big body Back full of boxes of bags that you bought me Take me to a big beach house in the highlands Yeah Burn bills, bleach first, throw a baby off a balcony Living like the lower echelon for a while Bespoke black suit and high top crop Chucking treasures from the shore during low tide Offering the gods all the gifts that you gave me Praying they make their way to them through the waves Of the blue-green water Love, I love the way you keep me shimmering and shining Swimming in the white light, dripping off the diamonds Diamonds bright, but my beauty blinding You know you're the sugar honey iced tea darling Dripping off my cinnamon brown sugar diamonds Drink it as it drips off the Sweet darling, yeah. I love you more than anything. I tell you all the time, so you know it is true. 77 carat F1 bracelet, brand new knee high Santan pangolin, drowning in the fabric of an oversized scarf, overpriced life of an ever high star. All my pineapples pink, like the hoes he paid for. You know what? I got something a lot would have to say for. Cashed out. 
All the stock he had in Alibaba Flew me to Zewantaneho and Nicaragua And this ain't admitting that we kissing for a living now nah. This is just evidence of how drinking keep me dripping Yeah, palms out, gotta pay to hear me say I love you Plus tax to act like I want to Throw another baby off the railing of a balcony Living like the lower echelon for a while Bespoke black suit, high top croc boots Chucking treasures from the shore during low tide Offering the gods all the gifts that you gave me Praying they make their way to The drips of the juice. You know what to do. Drink it as it drips of the juice. Thank you for listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim. If you're an artist and want your music played on my podcast, send me a text at 904. 904- Three two three two one five five. My email address is coachkim at coachkim.net. If you'd like to reach out to me on social media, it's at coachkim for life. Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. And once again, thanks for listening.